This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 7th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. Lance Lynn, 4.2 innings, 800 runs. Oh boy. So now he gets the Padres and the Mariners up next, and that's just too risky, right? You can't do this. You can't do this. He threw too many mistakes here. They gang hit for long balls. It's... You can't do it. He does get a Giants matchup in three starts, but you're not starting him against the Padres, and you probably shouldn't start him against the Mariners. And uh, it's September. So, yep, sorry, Lance Lynn. It's been a wild season, but that's it. Zach Wheeler ace is going to ace against the Padres because he's just so good. He's the number one starting pitcher among all uh, the top 200 starting pitchers in batters faced. He's the number one in PLV. All rooted in that four-seamer, 99th percentile four-seamer. Yeah, Zach Wheeler. Pretty cool. JT Chargois. Opened across many others for Edward Cabrera, who went 72 pitches against the Dodgers and killed it. We're talking four innings, zero runs, one hit, two walks, eight strikeouts. What? What? That's really, really, really good. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I guess we roll with Alcant- not Alcantara Cabrera because Alcantara is out now. And that's incredibly sad, and I'm not going to have a whole thing about this, but you guys know I'm just internally, you know, grieving that thing. But uh, with Eric Cabrera, it was a six-man rotation with Sandy. It might be a five-man now. And the impact of that is not necessarily good because it was the Brewers and then another decent matchup. However, he's still going to get the Brewers, but if it's a five-man, he would get the last game against Atlanta. And that stinks. So at the very least, I think right now, Edward Cabrera should be picked up for that Brewer start. And then we can kind of take it from there. It's going to be that regardless. Uh, so I think we're good here with Cabrera. The The changeup was really nice. The four-seamer was in the zone enough. He was around the edge as well. This was really good, Edward Cabrera. Uh, only one hit and it was on a low changeup that was arguably out of the zone or right at the bottom of it. It was great. Um, so we're cool with this. Pick up Ever Cabrera and roll with it for the next turn. We go from there. Matt Manning took a 120 mile per hour exit velocity comebacker to the foot. And now he's out for the rest of the year. Poor guy. I just feel for him. He had a really nice schedule too. He was going to like soar into the sunset. It was on a, in a groove. Groove. I just feel for him. This was like his moment. Um, it stinks. Uh, Justin Verlander against Texas. Ace is going to ace, except not an ace. Not an ace. 21% strikeout rate this year. So he's not really an ace. However... Good stuff. I'm glad to see, especially after kind of stumbling a bit. 
So nice to see. You're just going to keep starting him. Of course, Tyler Glasnow, 22 whiffs for Gallus Bowl, 14 strikeouts in six innings. Ace is going to ace there, of course. Now, the question is, next year, where do we put Tyler Glasnow? I think I saw a tweet. Is like, is he the number one SP? Um, no. Guys, you can't you can't do that. Glasnow, I understand he's been so good this year. He has a history of volatility. Um, and there's, of course, the massive injury risk. Like, it's not even just the elbow with him. It's been all these things all these years. Um, I think it was if he goes 150 innings, is he the SP number one? What's the context of what I saw? Um, which makes more sense. But I don't want to get that into steer like he's a top five starter for next year. I just can't. I can't do that. Uh, the slider was so good here. 11 for 30 whiffs here. Uh, 53% CSW. As long as he's getting slider strikes. And that was really the thing before Tommy John. That was the game changer for Glasnow to see him doing that again. It's just so great. Four seamers actually not as amazing as you guys think think though too which is very interesting okay jp sears got the win against the jays which is all kinds of shocking didn't get the gold star there's someone else who did but i uh, almost got it here five innings one and run right but the whip was terrible if i can remember that term <laughs> eight base runners four hits four walks and three k's just six whiffs i mean he just got lucky with this one what's interesting too is that mason miller appeared for 27 pitches and uh I got I to gotta do it. I was going to not do a video today. I have to do one of Mason Miller coming back because he went two innings of three strikeouts, and it's just, oh, gosh, he's so good. But the thing is, he's not going to be stretched out by the end, right? I mean, 27 pitches. They're going to take it very slow with him. So it's going to be like 10 per start or so. And I guess he's a reliever, but he's going to be in that rotation next year. And I feel like this is a really good video to make to reference through the offseason. So, uh, yeah, Mason Miller... Ugh, you can't pick him up now. It's just, he's so fun. His ceiling is amazing. He throws like 100, guys. Um, It's crazy with a new cutter they got from the minors. We're going to talk about that um later. Gavin Williams against the Twins got the win. Five innings, one run, one hit, four walks, four Ks. I mean, you're fine with it. Uh, his He had a rain delay, um, and that stinks, and it's annoying, and his velocity went way down. It was like 99 earlier on, then by the end it was like 94. Uh, I'm going to blame that for the massive rest and being fatigued and everything. Um, hopefully, it's not actually something uh, that messes him up. Uh, we have Jordan Wicks against the Giants. This is annoying because it was a careful Icarus. He had one earned run, uh, and then I, and then he had uh, the sixth, seventh messed him up a bit. Two earned runs, nine hits, zero walks, one K. Six and two-thirds. There's some unearned runs there, I believe. Um, no, six shutout. That's what it was. I'm so sorry, guys. Six shutout and then the two and runs in the seventh. I can get things right. What's annoying about this was one strikeout. And how am I going to butter my bread with this? The changeup was still in a good spot. There was just a lot of things too much in the zone. And he gets cores next. I do like overall what Wicks does with that changeup. It's been very consistent. It's just got to throw better cutters and better fastballs. Um, and cores is a little too scary for me, I think. Even though cores, as far as like the hitter performance goes... They're actually still really bad in cores. It's just that the ball goes farther, and it's annoying. Okay, shocking. More at 11. Uh, Jose Budo against the Nationals came through 6.1 innings of two and runs, six sets, one walk, six Ks. And I do have to mention, two ticks higher than what we saw earlier in the year. So 95 mile per hour fastballs to 93. And the big moment that fastballs become better is at 94. So you go from 93 to 95, that's one of the more significant jumps you see. That's, you know, Jake Irvin became somewhat relevant doing exactly that. And he had a good changeup, and slider was all right, and it was fine for the Nationals. Diamondbacks and Reds are next for Jose because this is replacing uh, Carlos Carrasco. And I don't think I'm going to go after Budo. 
yeah, not really my thing. Uh, I don't think his arsenal is that good, but there are worse dart throws to make it through 81 pitches, so he should be stretched out enough uh, to go competitively for six against the Diamondbacks and Reds, but yeah, I'm not going to do it. Um, we have others to talk about. Tuki Desan Ryu, uh, Schmidt, we have Gilbert, we have Spencer Strider and Scherzer and all these others to talk about. We're going to talk about all of that today's games and tomorrow's after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Tuki Desant earned the gold star against the Royals because he got a win, two earned runs, two hits, three walks, and six Ks. Why is it a gold star? Because everything was great. Like, this was an overall amazing outing, uh, which is remarkable to say the least. Uh, you had a 27% usage splitter, but it was over barely over 50% strike rate. You had 45% fastballs, one hour... 41 whiffs and then his curveball which is the thing that like I am saying hey throw this more yet 25% usage because he couldn't find a strike with it It was sub 50% strike rate so I don't look I wanted to be Tuki Sant throwing 40 to 50% curveballs for a 60% strike rate that feels like the way that's actually sustainable success success this is not it so yeah I don't want to buy into Tucson here Hyunjin Ryu against Oakland did what he was supposed to do it wasn't as good as you want it to be, but whatever. He gets the Rangers next, so you don't start him there, but everything else is fine. Now, Yuana Don didn't do well against the Mets, and we don't do it. I mean, six, six Ks in five innings, but he has a 19% strike rate in the year, and you don't do this. Joe Ryan against the Guardians, uh, four innings only in 89 pitches, and it did fall to sub-90 mile-per-hour levels. The rain delay, I should mention. Um, I didn't inside the roundup, but I should have. I mentioned for Gavin Williams, and I forgot to for Joe Ryan, um, but uh, he sat down to take overall because of that. Don't really worry about it. The The rain delay is probably why it just kind of messed them all up. So don't really worry about this with Joe Ryan. Uh, Clark Schmidt against the Tigers. 6.1 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 0 walks, and 6 strikeouts. Got the win here. This is the streaming option that you want him to be right now. And uh, you want to keep rolling with that because he has a decent schedule the rest of the way. So everything is cool. Uh, you have Kyle Gibson against the Angels. Got the win and a poor quality start. But if you're not in a quality start league, it's just a win because six innings, 300 runs, six sets, two walks, and three Ks against the Angels. And it's like, yeah, he's a cherry bomb. What do you expect? Logan Gilbert had like a ridiculously good game. It was 5.1 innings with nine strikeouts, 17 whiffs, and a 39% CSW. His four seam had a 40% CSW. His splitter and slider each had a 41% clip. Yet the ratios were terrible. 300 runs, seven hits, two walks. Like I'm celebrating, but because the skills are there. And the outcome wasn't. So whatever. Like, just be happy that he's in a really good place than he was in the beginning of, of August. And 
he got the win at least. Sorry for your ratios, but Gilbert's in a great place, and you should feel very good about this right now. Uh, it's kind of how we felt about Freddie Peralta when the results weren't quite there, and he's been such gold, except for last night against the Pirates. 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 4 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks. I mean, it's really just the ERA that is bad, but it's only 4 strikeouts. And it's just like, alright, I guess. He has a really good schedule, and it's it's fine. Uh, but it's just, come on, you gotta be like a little more as an ace. You know, just like, don't be this. <laughs> uh, Jordan Lyles against the White Sox couldn't do what he did last night when eight innings, remember, and it was really good. And this one is 5.1 innings without a single strikeout. How am I supposed to butter my bread with this, right? How am I gonna? Yeah. Oh, how am I supposed to? Oh, good. I, I've been saying supposed to, and I've been thinking, you know, how am I gonna? But no, it's, it's supposed to. Wonderful. Uh, I write this every time, and I just know the letters. Okay. Three earned runs, seven hits, one walk. Don't do Lyles. Why are you doing Lyles? Stop that. Let, uh, let's not do Nick Pavetta, okay? Cool. 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 9 base runners, 5Ks. Just just not. I know 17 whiffs. I get it, but just don't do Nick Pavetta. Michael Walker against the Phillies. Yeah, not what you wanted to see. The Phillies are an elite offense. I, I really want to reiterate that. They are. And 4 winnings of 300 runs, 7 hits, 3 walks, and 6Ks. He has a Dodgers next. We're going to sit him there, but I think then it's good after that. So, and there's also a chance of Waka being decent enough for that because he is a command guy generally. This was not a good command night. Changes were floating. He threw a lot of pitches down the middle of the plate. Not what you want to do. But uh, he could come through against the Dodgers. He's the kind of pitcher that could. And then he's good enough after. So, probably don't do it next time. But if you need to, it's not the worst thing ever. And then you hold on after that. Uh, I thought I'd see Mitch Keller yesterday. I don't know what's up with Mitch Keller. I haven't heard any reports on this. He was supposed to start yesterday and they just didn't. And then I don't know. So, good luck. I guess he's going today or tomorrow. I don't know. I I think it's tomorrow. I think it's they just pushed him to Friday, and that's fine. Patrick Sandoval, yeah, no, don't do that whatsoever. I just don't. The change of insider is not there, and he didn't do well against the Orioles. Dakota Hudson somehow got a win against Atlanta. Five innings of five earned runs. I mean, it's because Strider allowed six and 2.2, and yeah, whatever. He's probably going to lose to Cy Young now. It's Steele versus Blake Snell. Whoever has the best uh, September, I would say it's going to be Blake Snell, but Justin Steele, I did that whole video on him yesterday where he's just kind of thrown over the plate and the fastball is amazing. It's so funny to the YouTube comments I get. I'm not going to rant about this, but it's just like, the guy does really well and he says he stinks. I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not saying he stinks. I just think it's weird. And to get like 12 strikeouts like that is generally, you don't see that from this kind of performance from a skill standpoint. But I'm happy he did. And he's still obviously very good. See, is Cy Young to me? No. I think Blake Snell deserves that more, but whatever. I... Spencer Strider, sorry, you're not going to get it. I know you have the FIP Cy Young, but it's not FIP. The results are what matter. So, Spencer Strider, you're going to keep starting him, but that's that. Uh, you have Dakota Hudson getting that win, and you don't want to touch him at all. Zach Davies against Rocky Road didn't come through. You don't really want to go for this, so whatever. I don't know. It's uh, it's the Mets next. Uh, I don't want to spin that wheel. Alex Wood, I'm so sorry the Giants are doing this to him. It's really frustrating. Same with Manaya and Junis. It's just so annoying. Chris Flexen did not come through against the Diamondbacks after all. Womp, womp. I mean, it was a questionable one. It was an, a like, hey, maybe. And it didn't. Okay, fine. So we don't touch this. And the schedule so bad the rest of the way. So bye-bye, Flexen. Uh, I hope you find some wonderful team to, to pitch for next year. Maybe it is the Rockies. I don't know. Lion Richardson, we don't go for whatsoever. And then Max Scherzer didn't do well against the Astros. And... He did have this RPM drop on his slider and curveball, about 140 on the slider and 100, sorry, 199 exactly on the curveball, which is a huge deal. And I do wonder if there's something to be said about it. Was it 
I just couldn't find like the right rosin mix. Uh, maybe, I don't know what really would cause that if there's no velocity drop, right? Um, which is also kind of strange. You just couldn't get into a rhythm or something. I, I'm just going to say it's a one night plan. Normally we see velocity drops or spin drops for two reasons. One, velocity falls, which it didn't, or like sticky stuff or something not being there. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, and I hope that everything's just fine with Scherzer moving forward. Um, I hope there's a third thing I'm not mentioning. I'm not suggesting that he was using sticky stuff and now isn't. I'm not. I'm just saying that's what we've seen in the past, and there's probably a better explanation for this than that. Uh, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. We have only six games today, so Castillo, Fried, and Rodon in that top tier. Eduardo Rodriguez, Javier Saad, Cal Quattro, Ryan Pepio in the probable start to Yes, Pepio against the Marlins. I think that's a good win chance. I think he's stretched out enough. That's good. Questionable start here. There isn't one. Uh, the do not start here is Ryan Nelson against the Cubs. I looked him up on, on AAA. He actually has a new slider now. Very interesting. I'm curious about this, but I feel like it's too risky to start against the Cubs, and the fastball isn't so amazing. Zach Littell against the Mariners, not worth it. Braxton Garrett against the Dodgers, not worth it. I don't know what the Angels are doing. Is it Griffin Canning? Is it a bullpen game? I've seen it was a bullpen game. I've seen others predict it's Griffin Canning. I don't know. If it's Griffin Canning, he goes in a probable start tier. Um, that would be at the very bottom of it underneath Ryan Pepe- Pepeo. Okay? Uh, but... Otherwise, no. And then Adam Wainwright's underneath that against Atlanta because, yeah, don't do that. Uh, looking forward to Friday's games. You have Zach Gallon, Blake Snell, George Kirby, Kodai Senga, Kyle Bradish, Yusei Kikuchi, Jordan Montgomery, Andrew Abbott. If you have all of these, none of them have a bad matchup save for Blake Snell, and you're just going to start that one because he's an ace. And otherwise, you just, yeah, you're just going to start them. Uh, probable start tier. You have Kyle Harrison against the Rockies. I believe in him for this start. I feel like he has, I know it sounds crazy, but I feel as if he is doing the right thing. Uh, and. Like, he's he's the kind of competitor that will bear down and just throw strikes against the Rockies inside of Oracle Park and do well. So, I'm excited about that one. I think he's going to do well. Logan Allen um, gets the Angels, so that's cool. Yuri Perez against the Phillies. Ah, oh, it stinks as the Phillies because Yuri Perez is looking great. But it's the Phillies, he at least could get some revenge after the weird home runs he allowed last time against them. Christopher Sanchez is on the other side against Miami. That's a good start. Uh, that's our stream pick of the day. You have Bryce Elder against the Pirates. He's a Toby against the Pirates. That's good. Being on Atlanta is a great thing. Uh, you have Emmett Sheehan against the Nationals. Also a Toby, essentially, against uh, a bad offense on a winning ball club. That's good. And Griffin Canning, I think, is going Friday. Thus, as I said, he'd be improbable start tier. He's going against the Guardians. Uh, I think he has a good enough repertoire to make that work. Questionable start too. You can argue that Reese Olsen maybe goes in a probable start, but I don't really trust that he has his best slider and a changeup and looking fastballs inside. But it is the the White Sox who will feast, or I guess Olsen will feast on their tendencies to swing out of the zone, thus the slider would be great. Terrible sentence, but you yeah, understand my point. Taj Bradley and Hunter Brown are both cherry bombs against good offenses, that is the Mariners and Padres respectively. Uh, be careful there. Um, Ty Block could come in handy here in San Francisco. I just want to put that out there. Ty Block could make it work away from Colorado inside of Oracle Park against a terrible offense. He has a decent enough uh, arsenal that that could work. Sneaky stream there. Luis Severino, Mike Clevenger, Colin Ray, all are like, I don't really want to do it, but I recognize they can all go six innings and be helpful against weak opponents. Okay. And Tanner Houck and Mitch Keller do not have good matchups. Houck gets the Orioles, and I don't like his slider enough. Oh, sorry, the slider is good, but I don't like the rest of his stuff enough, but I recognize it could work out. Well, Mitch Keller, who I'm expecting to go Friday, has been so hot, but it's Atlanta, and like you don't really want to do that. And the do not start here, James and Tyone, I just, Tyone, I just don't trust him right now. He's going to throw strikes, I guess, but 
I just don't like you're hoping for a poor quality start. Um, Mackenzie Gore, Alec Marsh, Jerome, Dallas Keuchel, and Kyle Muller rounded out. That is it for today. Remember, if you're a database engineer, we have a big position open here. So reach out. If you're still listening to this at the end of the year, that means you are a real one. And uh, we want to work with you. If you know someone who is a database engineer and might want to work on an amazing baseball project uh, full time, get in touch with us. Uh, Seriously, we're really uh, excited about what we're making and we're trying to find that right fit uh, moving forward. All right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock and may your babbles be low and your strikeouts high.